previously on a little bit of anime. Valerie joined the party with a harem of harem anime. The trio talked about this common theme and what everyone loves about it. Valerie surprised the host with their demand for each of them to watch an anime of her choice and delivers the answer to the host giveaway question. Hey folks, chilling with you through life's trials this week, just like the spirits from Alderman on the Sky are your host of A Little Bit of Anime. If you haven't been surfing our pages on the interwebs, you should be. Join our online community that is growing every day by growing to our official Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter sites. That's right. You can find us on Facebook at A Little Bit of Anime. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Bit O Anime. But don't forget, we've moved from Lipson to Podbeam. Yes, that's www.alittlebitoanime.podbeam.com. We're here today with our very special guest, Valerie. She is back. She was here last week and came back to support her sister because Monica is dead. She died. That got dark. It did I don't dark. think I'd be back if my sister was dead. You have to keep up. You have to keep the show going. <laughs> that, that, that got dark. No, 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 no. She is... She's just really not feeling well today. <laughs> when she called earlier, she just sounded like gravel. Cramps. So I don't know what it is. I'm not gonna not gonna put her on blast. I'm not gonna go near her. I don't want that. So But did you see what I said put her on blast and you're wearing a blastoid shirt? Nice shirt. I thank Pokemon. you. Pokemon. Trying you. to relate it to anime. So you did such a great job last time. Even though you didn't like the sound of your voice on air, everybody <laughs> loved it. Uh, people from IG and Anime Club were commenting on the show and how they loved the the fact that you had us watching these specific harem. And then my harem, Prison School, was uh, a little bit off-kilter there. <laughs> well, it's nice because there's three very different people. And you kind of there's so many animes that you can go through that you kind of glean the best from different genres. Yes, and today we we did hear them last week. So yes. this week is school life because it's we're back to school. It's that the school time season. I think kids have been in school since like the second or third week of August. So we're kind of behind. Well, but, I mean, they, are we going? They by? were in school, but let's face it, they weren't doing school work exactly. until now. Now exactly. they're actually getting to the school routine. Their summer dreams are dead. And oh, my God. See, if I would have said that to Monica, I think we just had like a, a pause right there. I don't think she would have thought of that on the spot. Great job, Valerie. <laughs> you, hear, you heard it here first, folks. This is our new new co-host, Valerie. You're going to get me in trouble. Uh, I like to do that. That's that my forte is getting other people in trouble. <laughs> Thanks. But, but yeah, we're talking about school, school life. Now, for me, when I watch anime, school life is anything, or, or let's give the definition, anything that has to do around school, revolve around school. So if you have the school setting, sometimes it's used as a background or a backdrop. Sometimes it's the foreground. Sometimes that's where everything happens. If you think about Bleach, um, which has school in it, Ichigo and, and Chad and all, and Eno are in school and they have certain conflicts that happen and the building gets destroyed or they have to leave school. The old excuse, I have to go to the bathroom like a superhero. And then they go uh, fight hollows or whatever it is. And you kind of see that common theme. Yeah, when we were talking earlier about older anime like Inuyasha and Sailor Moon, you would give excuses why you weren't in school because people would start asking questions. You have kids or teenagers or middle school, but they're off fighting crime or they're they're are doing whatever. So why are they not in school? You'd have somebody at home, grandpa, you know, give excuses to why you weren't at school, and that would be the conflict resolution to these kids aren't in school, but somebody's lying for them back home or back in the other time or whatever it is so everything's all good 
Yeah, and when Nikki told me that this is what the topic would be, I'm like, <laughs> I can't think of an anime that I watched that's just strictly <laughs> about school. Life. It's just like school's always there, which kind of led to that discussion that it's so integral to, and because most of the main characters mm-hmm. are that school age. They're like typically 16. Yeah. That's like their golden age for their main characters is 16. And they still have all the normal expectations of a 16-year-old, and then they just dump more stuff on top of it. Yeah. So there really is no escaping school from them. No, it's not. And like when you said that just a minute ago, you said 16, I started thinking about Naruto because they do the time skip, and he's 16 years old, and they're still they're in a, a village, and it's almost like medieval times because there's not really that much technology. Certain, certain tools they've amped up to, to be more modern, but most of them are just knives or scrolls and all that other stuff but they're still having to go through the academy and do most of their training is their mission so they kind of uh integrated school life with the combat for yeah. those guys but it was a whole different deal what if i'm a kid and i have to learn but i also have to be a warrior so yeah which there are several um magic and mech animes that kind of follow <laughs> that line um I Why was, you have to throw mech in this? Because you love mech. I do. Meat. I really, really, well, do you, really Do we want to turn this into a, a mech podcast? Well, because we could combine them both if we want to go to Full Metal Panic. <laughs> if we do, our producer <laughs> Richard can chime in. So I think since uh, Monica's not here, uh, we're going to do School Life and mech. I will. I I just, Nikki, <laughs> Nikki was the one who was like, Bella, you have to check out this amazing anime and got me started on Full Metal Panic, which mm. is fantastic. And I have been I so thankful to be able no, to joking. infect other people with the love of this because it has such a fun plot and it's so beautifully done. And she is a normal high school student and she turns out to have some kind of weird special power. And this <laughs> kid who's never been to school, grew up in like a refugee setting in war, has been a so- soldier his entire life, is amazing at combat. Um, goes undercover because it's almost like a 21 jump street. He's mm-hmm. the only one believable to go <laughs> in <laughs> undercover with her. And you're seeing him experience the school life and kind of fit in. Yeah. And you see her going about her days. She's The other thing is, the, you know, the class presidents in these mm-hmm. anime shows, yeah. they had so much more power than like the student council in the school I went to. I don't think I, there was a student council when I went to school. Like that's that's the young kid stuff. Like I know there was supposed to be, you know, and like people would run for it, but it was just like no one really wanted to do it. So it's <laughs> that one person, that one person whose parents were super involved. They're like, you should do this; it will look good on, on your, your resume. resume. Yes, I always heard that, and I was like, eh, screw my resume. But they actually have responsibilities, and she holds people accountable for them, and they have. Um, I, I like I like their school setting way more. Like I feel <laughs> like my school setting growing up was really lame. Like I was like, ah, oh, they do a lot of stuff. They have all these different activities. And then you were like, I have nothing but homework. Yeah. Homework and teenage angst. Well, and they have homework, but like they, they have like study cram sessions that are awesome. And I'm like, that's not how my study sessions went. <laughs> <laughs> the the whole dynamic with that deal because when you said that. Uh, and I mean, this being your first show to actually host host the show, <laughs> this is going smoothly. But I'm I'm just picking up different phrases that you're saying. Uh, what is the most? If we're talking about school life, what is the most dominant uh, student council that you've seen in any kind of school setting at all? Because mine, right off the bat, was kill a kill. Um, I 
I've seen some of Kill a Kill. That's normally the show I have. I I'm like, I pawn it off on my husband to watch because I know he'll watch it. And, <laughs> and then he's a I great man. Go, you should make him meatloaf and massage his feet at home and praise him. I'll, I will pass that along. <laughs> um, but so I, I've just the first episode. It's very clear how powerful the student council is. But you know, I hate to touch on it again, but the student council in prison school. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, is yeah. also very dominant and like I like very, I guess in both ways of the word, but um, they but even in just like kind of the daily parts to it, most of the time when you have a student council president or even if you have a club president, they actually have authority, and like it's not amongst their peers, even if they're all the same age, they actually yeah. have authority and wield it, and it almost eliminates the need. For the teachers mm-hmm. to have a strong presence. So you really are just focusing on that um, that one age group. And not, you're not entering in this creepy teacher dynamic. Because yeah. you never really see them unless they're like a, a support for a student that's getting picked on or bullied. Or they, you just need that, that second voice that is actual, actually an adult because you're getting all these strong themes from children. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you, you rely on student council and then the rest of your classmates. Uh, that goes back to... Uh, did you watch the anime watch swap anime with Monica, which was uh, Kick Yo Hitman Reborn? I did not. Okay, that one has a pretty school present because one of his, uh, it, it's a mafia based anime. Um, Suna is labeled like Suna the worst or poor Suna or Suna the loser because he's not good at school, he's not good at life. Um, and we'll kind of go over this right now because since we're talking about school life. And so his mom, uh, one day a baby comes to the door all the way from Italy, and he is the world's best hitman. And you find out later that he was, his body was transformed along with uh, seven, six other um, masters, so a martial arts master, a military sniper, a, um, and just all these different deals. They were transformed and preserved as babies to go out throughout time to be sent out to find the one that could bring everything together. Well, uh, Reborn comes, and he has, like, a little gecko on his hat, wearing, like, a little suit. He touches the gecko. It can turn into a knife or whatever he wants it to. And his deal is to give Suna the courage to be the next in the line, the 10th Vongola head of the family for the mafia. And then Suna doesn't know his lineage. He doesn't want to be a part of the mafia. He just likes this one girl. He's too nervous. He's such a loser. And so every the first, first season, I, I think, really takes place all in the school. Because one of the people that join his clan or join his his gang is the the leader or the head of the council for discipline, and I mean he's real straight laced. He uses tonfas or nightsticks, whatever you want to call them. And like if you're breaking school rules, he'll he'll beat the brakes off you, get you in line. Plus that same thing, that strong authoritative figure. Even the leader is scared of him because he knows what kind of power and stature he has. You, I don't think you ever see any kind of uh, teacher within this whole setting. It's all the kids. They're all supposed to be support characters for Suna, but they all have their own strengths, and it's different aspects. You have, like, the clubs, the sports club. One of his guys is a boxer. The other one plays baseball, and he's a marksman. The other one um, is has the markings to be a hitman, but he's just good-natured, and he brings that out of Suna. So it's all, all involved with the kids his own age, uh, the school that they're at, the kind of interaction they have, and then their place and ranking in the school. But when 
you know, stuff hits the fan, they all come together as a family and they fight under Suna, even though he's the weakest, which we talked about in Harem's people are attracted to the weakest member, he becomes the strongest when people need him. So Yeah. You gotta watch that. I think that's your It sounds fascinating. I think that's your anime watch swap for this week. <laughs> I will I need to get that a try. Like I it it sounds interesting, just like the whole mafia aspect to it. Oh yes. It's finally it's finally good to hear somebody say that. Like, I don't know if I want to watch a baby. I'm like, I said mafia, he kills people. This baby goes around the world and shoots people until they're dead. It's awesome. <laughs> if you have never been scared of a baby before. You will be. You will be now. No, no and just hearing you talk about it, it just it it you see, you know, I'm thinking you're like, oh, there's this disciplinary person who is his right hand man and how he like grows the different people in the school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just thinking of like, oh, yeah, like that. I've seen that before. That is, you know, that they find, you know, you go and find other people yeah. in the school that you would like never talk to. And you kind of get to learn about their past and they humanize that character after making them this like scary like, no, you can't talk to them. Like, yeah. almost like in Yu Yu Hakusho, how oh, everyone thinks you're oh, a Oh, she just said the magic words right there. <laughs> wait a second, folks. Did you hear that? Yu Yu Hakusho could keep going. And, and Keiko's the only one who's like, no, he's completely harmless. And yeah. he is harmless. But And then he kind of has an interesting aspect inside how he treats school. Mm-hmm. Because normally, he's still going. He has no desire to go. Yeah. And he's still going. And I think that kind of... They go to school no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, they really, like, Kagome is the only character I can think of that really flakes on a school a fair <laughs> bit. <laughs> she's got to go back and hang out with Inuyasha and the demons. And she still takes all her school books and studies while she goes. Like, there is no excuse for them to slack off. No, there's not. I wish that American children would learn from these, these shows. Even though they're animes, they represent uh, Asian and culture to the purest form. Yeah, and I mean, because that, that's their daily living. To mm-hmm. them, this is, you know, it's a representation of real life for them to connect. Like, oh, yeah, I go to school every day. And that's their connecting point. Yeah. And it it gives that feel of that you get to participate a little bit. Cool. So I feel like it's only justice since we're talking about school. We have to talk <laughs> about the school uniforms. Okay, so before we get into the school uniforms... Let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with me and Valerie. Thank you for downloading this episode. Here on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play Music, or whatever podcasting library you're listening to this show on, please rate and review. Those reviews and ratings help us tremendously. We thank you. All right, and we are back to cover the most important topic. But what's what's this podcast called? We are back to a little bit of anime. There we go. Oh, thank you. <laughs> See, she corrected the mistake immediately and is very poised. <laughs> she is very confident in what she said. It's well, perfect. yeah. If I, I have it's... to hear about, like, <laughs> I have to hear about this later. Be like, I asked you to cover for me. Like, I was sick. I need you to pull through to me. And this is what you brought to the table, Valerie? Like, that's what I'll hear if it's not good. Just, just give me a call and I'll be like, Nikki, shut your mouth. Oh, so I so will feisty. save you. But, Thank you. I appreciate it. But uh, before we left, we were talking about 
the things that the the tones, the the shift, the interactions that happen with school life anime, and now we're we're back with uh, uniforms because you had some uniforms that you were your favorite, right? Um, I don't know if they're my favorite. They're your favorites. There are some that I really like, and uh, you know, I actually had to go to a private school for high school, and I thought. I was going to get these because I, I watched anime. I read manga. <laughs> I thought, I'm going to get these cool uniforms. Mm-hmm. No. Nothing nothing like it. It sucked. There, it there were like? no uniforms. No uniforms. And I was like, everyone's he's like, oh, you're going to have to wear a uniform. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, uniform. But, yeah, so I it was just normal clothes. But <laughs> you like it, there were, like, more limitations. Oh. So it, was, it wasn't so it was cool at all. Idiotic. But, I mean, I remember Kogomi's uh, high school outfit, and that's what she wore when she went out. Like, that was their daily clothes. And, like, even when she went into the feudal era, she would just wear her school uniform. Like, it didn't, like, you don't want to put on some jeans, anything. No. You want to borrow a Sango outfit? You know, she seems to be (laughs) properly addressed for combat. No. But that's just what she would wear. And then... um, I, it wasn't until much later that I realized there was an option besides an obscenely short skirt. <laughs> and that was in Fruits Baskets. Mm-hmm. Everyone is in the obscenely short skirt except for her two friends, which mm-hmm. one is in like a really long skirt and one's like in a mid-range skirt. But it's like <laughs> they had choices and everyone is choosing to just wear the short one. It's hot. It is hot. You have to let things breathe. I mean, they're wearing the short one during winter. Like, then, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of justification. It's okay. You don't know. It's like the battle armor that are skirts and it only covers the nipple. That's not effective battle armor, but I mean, it is. What okay, it is. if we're gonna get into female battle armor, that's a different. That's we'll, a completely. We'll save different, it for a different episode. But there is an anime that covers it. If you should all go check out these little shorts, they're called Bikini Warriors, and oh, they are yeah. good. They are. They're pretty funny. It covers pretty much every single topic. They're poor, <laughs> poor women with bikini armor. So uniforms. Yes, but so with the uniform, and then you have the guy's uniform, and it seems like. I, I honestly believe that they design and they draw out, well, what's the school uniform going to be for the girls? And then they just choose whatever be complimentary to look like that for the guys. Because mm-hmm. they're always so perfectly matched. But yeah. the girls always seem to have a little bit more flair. Just a little bit. Yeah. And they have like the bow, <laughs> like the that bow, that iconic bow somewhere on there. And it's just – and right. every anime kind of puts their own little flavor on like, well, this is what our uniform will look like. And I think Orin Host Club did a great job of mm-hmm. taking the uniform and making it relevant to the setting and give a little bit, using it to set the tone that this yeah. is a prestigious academy. And it, it felt it. It really yeah. did feel like these uniforms were very high end, even though they're just drawn. <laughs> they took that extra time to give that to it. Yeah. I, I mean, uniforms for me, uh, whenever I look at uniforms, like, oh, okay, it's another uniform. They don't. They don't typically pull me in. But when you see stuff like Kill a Kill, oh, and yeah. I'm like, holy crap! Like, what kind of uniform? What school is this? I'm not sending my kids here. The panties hanging out everywhere. <laughs> I said, dude. Yeah, but the ones that I love are the delinquent type of anime, like uh, Belzebub or Yu Hawker Show, where they always have the either shirt undone or it hangs off the shoulders, very, very stiff. Like, like it'll never fall off, no matter how many times you punch me. Yeah, like the it's just like that small, like three buttons Button, undone yeah. is just enough to say I'm a rebel. Yeah. Clean yourself up, no man, no. 
three buttons is all I need. But I mean, as far as uh, is there has there been an anime that um, I mean, besides sports anime, sports anime, you get your school uniform and then you get your team uniform. Like if we're talking about Kuroko's basketball or Ice Shield 21, then you have a range of home game uniform, away game uniform, then your school uniform. And they typically go into seasons where they're wearing jackets and, and different stuff. Uh, but most of the time, if you have a, a show that's devoted just to school, it's the same thing. And maybe you get one other option. Uh, can you think of anything outside of you know sports anime where they have a, a plethora of different uniforms? Um, not off the top of my head. The only thing is, like, they all seem to have the same bathing suit uniform. <laughs> the blue one? Yeah, it's like, yeah. and so like, and that's kind of across the board. Everyone has it. Um, and it's pretty consistent across all the animes that it's the same iconic blue. Yeah. Uh, is there anything before, because I wanted to give a rundown of some anime that are school life anime that, because you don't typically put that as a specific category mm-hmm. you're looking for drama or you're looking for like uh school uh live did it where they did a zombie theme school life uh anime or um like i said high school of the dead high school of dxd born which you had me watch last time these are different themes than just school life so yeah no and i was talking to my husband earlier and he was like very wise man you can't think of a lot of animes that are called slice of life animes mm-hmm. and 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 maybe it's kind of that I'm not necessarily drawn to that, and I'm sure they're out there. And it's just I'm into the more fantasy and magical um, aspects to it. And the slice of life isn't really that interesting to me. I have given a few a try. I think Yamada's first kiss or I first time um, is <laughs> which one is it? First kiss or first time? It's first time. Oh my god! It's so you had to it, watch this enti- one after dark. It, no, it wasn't inappropriate. Besides, of the general theme was just. Her goal was to find the correct partner for her first time. I like the way that you were that very eloquent. Thank you. Um, but pretty much it's all – she's just a high school girl. There's no magical element. She's just made this decision, and she's a at game, high school. Right? <laughs> she's just like, will you – will you – or will you? It's 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 a little hilarious. It's like it's absurd that this is an anime, but at the mm-hmm. same time you're watching it, and I guess it does have that appeal to it. That's just like this is seriously happening. This yes. is what she's concerned about in her high school life. Oh. But it's all it all takes place in just high school, her home life, and that more reality uh, based drama. All right. Uh, before I read off a list of. Popular, well, not even popular, but anime that you would that have this school life aspect. I want to talk about the anime Watch What we did last week because I had to watch Momokuru, Kuri, Momokuri. Yes, there we go, Momokuri for the first time, and that was a slice of life. Have you seen that yet? Talk about it a little bit. Oh, okay, so Momokuri is this kid named Momo, this boy, and he's for his class. Even his classmates say he's the cutest. Uh, guy in the class and he has red hair and then there is a uh, yuki who's a girl that is a class above him so he's a freshman she's a sophomore and uh she's infatuated because he's cute and at the very first episode he goes to his locker at the end of the, he he wakes up he's like oh just woke up from a nap in class goes to the locker and then his face gets red he starts blushing she had left him a note in the locker to meet him after school, and she confessed her love for him and wanted to start dating. So that's exactly where the show starts within the first couple, uh, first minute or so. 
then they're walking, you know, that, that long alleyway with the street lights. They're walking to the bus stop, and neither one of them talking to each other. He looks over at her, and she's like, oh, my gosh, she's so cute. And she looks at him, and this is where it gets crazy. She's like, he's so cute. He's this tall. He weighs this much, and he likes this. And he's, she's stalked him for the last couple of weeks because he's so cute. That's the that's She loves everything about him because whether he's sad or mad or he has leaves in his hair, it makes it look like he has cat ears. He's so cute. So she takes her phone, and she has a collection of 100 pictures of him doing cute things, and she knows everything about him. Like, she brings him a – he doesn't like regular milk because it upsets his stomach, but he'll drink chocolate, or strawberry milk. So she brings him a strawberry milk, and she says, here, give it to me. I'll throw it away. Instead of keeping the card, and she keeps the straw. And her friend is very plain. She says, you look like a pervert. You're, you're getting ready to suck on that straw or whatever. She said, no, I wouldn't lick that straw. And she slaps out of her hand, and she's like – I would never think of licking that straw, but if I did put it on my lips, that'd be like the closest thing to kissing him. And she's like, oh, and she's she's just just out there. She's just a stalker. And her friend's like, this is perverted. You're a stalker. Why don't you go talk to him? Every time she tries to talk to him for the first couple episodes, because episodes are grouped together. So episode one and two are together, and you have one mini show, and then you have a second mini show, and then three and four together. Every time she tries to talk to him, she gets real embarrassed, and she runs away. Or no, no, she can establish the conversation, but when he tries to talk to her, like he yells to her outside of a classroom, hey, how how are you doing, uh, Yuki-san? And she looks at him, starts freaking out, runs around the corner. And he's like, wow, that's kind of weird. I don't know why. Maybe she had somewhere to go or this and that. But she was infatuated with this kid. She stalked him, but she stalked him so much, there's nothing to talk about when they're there. And the show's about the development of their relationship. Once they, she orchestrates this deal to talk with his friends to form a study group because he's like yeah you know exams are coming up and if he fails he'll have to wait two weeks before he can go on vacation and he's really pretty dumb and so she's like oh well maybe we could do a study group well they're talking she brings her friend her friend knows nothing about this she's like yeah i heard about your exams and his other friend chimes in yeah he's he's an idiot so we probably need to help him let's all study together let's get a study group and she's like, yeah, like, why don't we study at your house? And in her head, she's like, yes, then I'll be able to see his room and see where he sleeps and, and gets to see and breathe the air that he breathes and this and that. And they're walking, and her friend's like, that's why you didn't tell me. Because you knew I would, I would not be a part of this if you told me you were going to go to his house. So they go to the house, and they're in the kitchen. That's when they kind of have that first spark. Because they're already dating, but they don't really talk to each other. And so it's a slice of life school life deal because most of the stuff takes place at school there's other girls talking to him she doesn't get jealous she just takes more pictures because the girls are teasing him so he's making cute faces and it's this real cutesy cutesy show it's kind of funny but i'm like dude this girl's a stalker that's a red flag your friend should know this you should see this you can't talk to her face to face you, you, you got to get rid of her she, she's gonna kill you at some point that's I... what it feels like I like uh, like uh, you first start describing. I'm like, oh, this sounds good. It sounds, this sounds cute. interesting. This sounds That's good. And the... then like the moment you hit, and she's a stalker. Yes. I I started imagining like if Monica had been sitting right next to you, <laughs> and she was like, she's not stalking him. She's just like she found this all out. And like I feel like it'd be very interesting if you both were describing <laughs> the exact same, same anime, show, yeah. never said the title, mm, and, say, <laughs> and what to is see this? how closely related they were. Uh, mine is exact because that whole show. I'm like, dude, this. I don't know if it's because I'm almost thirty, but I'm like, dude, this is a red flag, dude. Get out of there. You have to. Go. She's nice, and and she might be cute, and yeah, she's a great up from you, but dude. She doesn't talk to you. She's looking at. She's holding the camera, and he thinks he's like. Uh, he hears the uh, the kilt click on the camera, and he's like, "Oh, did you just take a picture?" And so she's like, "Oh my god, he found out!" And what's he gonna do? And she's freaking out in her head. And then he takes a picture. He's like, "Oh, I think I thought that was a way that you were trying to break the ice." And so he's kind of normal, 
but she is just on a whole nother level of crazy. Like, uh, you seen uh, Wedding Crashers when they oh. go to the boathouse? <laughs> She's like, I'll find you. That's the kind of girl that she starts off as. Now, I haven't watched the rest of it. She might mellow out because they start talking at his house and. And he gets embarrassed because his friends are saying this and that. And he actually does end up getting jealous. He's like, man, I didn't know I was getting jealous and blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, the door opens and her head is sticking through the door like, I just came down here to see what he was doing and blah, blah, blah. And it's uh, it's cool life. No, I mean, the, you're saying like all these detail things. And I'm like, I'm like, this seems kind of, I, it kind of dawned on me that they uh, they do that a lot in these high school animes. And not oh, yeah. not always to that detail. But they'll be like they'll know someone's blood type and like their height and their exact weight. But and that's how um, I know in high school DxD that's how they introduce main characters yep. is by like information and then they tack on their measurements mm-hmm. and then those good old measurements. Mm. <laughs> but milk. I think anybody got milk? <laughs> I think that is something I've heard in other ones where they know their blood type, their birthday, and their favorite sweet thing. I think they did that a little bit for Yuki in Fruits Baskets. But a lot of the ones where they're setting up this group of like hot guys or hot babes, they're like that's how they like give them a little introduction instead yeah. of like their tragic past. They're just like this is all we know about them is their surface stuff. I, I wish at some point in time they would actually use that blood type. Like, oh my god, he's bleeding out. Does anybody have O? Oh, oh, that would be fantastic. But they never do. And then that creepy girl in class with the glasses is <laughs> just like one second and pulls out her book and is like, these are all the people oh. with that blood type. Get one stat. <laughs> Oh, my God. You just reminded me. This is what I want to do. Uh, let's do the anime watch plot right now. Okay. Did Monica give you a show for me? No. Okay, so you can pick a show. I have two. I have one for you and one for Monica. Uh, my show for you is uh, Kick Your Hitman Reborn that I already talked about. Monica's the one that we talked about after last last week is Shimonetta, the, the world without oh. dirty words. Oh, that is yes. oh, that. I need to finish that one. Yes, that is hilarious. Uh, you guys heard it here first. If you haven't watched those, I uh, know Shimonetta can be found on uh, Hulu. That's where mm-hmm. I watched it. Yeah, so that's go where to I Hulu. It too. You can watch it on uh, free for Hulu. I don't think you'll get all the episodes. I'm not really sure, um, but I mean, seven ninety nine to be like a less than premium member. That's what I pay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kick your Hitman Reborns on Crunchyroll, uh, Hulu, Funimation. You can find it on YouTube if you want to go there. So. I have no idea what the theme for the next episode is. It doesn't matter. It's just what we want okay. right now. So I'm going to Monica give you... will bend to our will this week. <laughs> I'm going to give you um, Asterisk War. Okay. Okay. Have you already seen it? No, I haven't. Well, I've, I've been meaning to. So it's it's is worth it. it. Okay. Uh, before we take our break, I'm just going to read off just a couple of shows that are uh, school life or have school involved. Uh, Haiku, the volleyball anime. Um, we've talked about this one before. Uh, Food Wars. Uh, Kuroko's Basketball, uh, You Lie in April, um, Assassination Classroom, My Hero Academia. Um, what other ones have we talked about? Inuyasha. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I, it's it's weird that Inu- Inuyasha is like on there because it does have a very school strong school presence and it just has such a big duality to mm-hmm. it. Exactly. But I would I there's a I I know it by Nagumi. It's like a magical school, and he's like this prodigy yep. who goes and teaches these witches. And I thought that one was a really good kind of not typical school, but still had that school element to it. And you already said Full Metal Panic. Yes, which everyone needs to watch that for every reason. <laughs> um, I mean, you've heard several High School of the Dead, High School DxD from last episode. Um, big Order has a school presence in it. I mean, 
almost uh, we talked about Naruto. The, I bet I think the only anime that has no school presence or, or minimal to none is like Dragon Ball through well, the whole series. They do go to their training camps as like a type of schooling. No, no. But yes, they are mostly based on just the battle. <laughs> that was a good stretch, but even Thank I'm you. like, no. I tried. And well, and we've. I recently was watching because I was trying to think of ones that did, and I. That's when you start thinking. You're like, oh, this whole list has it. You start thinking the ones that don't. Um, it is, uh, God Eater. Yep. Yeah. And that's really good. That there's a, no school, but it's super good. It's super good. <laughs> so there's your list. I want to add one more to that one to shit God Eater, Soul Eater. Oh, and Soul cool. Eater Not is more school-based than Soul Eater. So. Okay, because I really like Soul Eater. It is, it's good. Um, let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll come back with Mech Talk. You may not have superpowers. You may not be a superhero, but the one thing that you can do that's super, super, that's mini super, is follow the Superpower Movie Podcast. When you're at that job that you hate and you need a distraction, or you're at the gym, or you're on the bus with all those smelly people, and you want something good in your life, listen to us by going to www.superpowermoviepodcast.lipson.com and on iTunes. Go right now, subscribe, rate, and review, because it keeps us at the top of the charts and lets people know where to find us and how spectacular the podcast is. And we are back with a little bit of anime. Uh, this sounds better every single time. And, <laughs> and we have a, a guest with us today. Who do we have? We have a, a crasher. He, he, <laughs> he was my ride, and then he's been listening at the door, so we felt bad. So this <laughs> is my husband, Jaron Hamanradi, who has, before we even met, had his own little anime session going on. So he'll bring in another voice. Hello. It'll be a little bit more masculine <laughs> on the show now. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's so rude. Because you're gonna have to discipline her later. I okay. like how <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like the the priority of people Elijah likes is Jaren, Valerie, and then Monica. Well, oh, I, I, I think, think that's a fair assessment. Will be we'll just watch something that I know that you have zero interest in. We were talking about it earlier. Just watch Lupin the Third with me. Oh, why are you not watching? You I just I can't get into off it. the I show off other show. No. No. Yes. Like now. Okay. So now. my inter- my in- my introduction to that show was my friend was like, "There's this one scene that you have to watch because I'd never watched any of it, and um, it's him in an elevator and he's saving this girl, and then all these guys like the elevator doors open up and there's like seven guys there and they're all shooting at him. He takes a quarter out of, out of his pocket, oh, and he yeah. flips it toward him, and it blocks every bullet. Yep. And the line he says after it is perfect. He's like, "Take that, Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. All right. Beautiful. So Dude. this has nothing to do." With school animes. No. This no, is why we no. didn't allow you in here. No, but it's awesome, though. So what what would be one uh, school life anime that you would recommend before we get into the mech talk? Uh, that would probably have to be Tenju Tenge. Yes. Why? Um, it fully focuses around a school. Um just not a school in the traditional sense. Instead, it's a school where they teach different combat styles. Like there's an archery club and a kendo club and a karate club. And you watch one specific group within that school and you kind of follow them as they go through these trials and issues, um, some of which are supernatural. But it's just a phenomenal anime. The story is really, really well put together. I I will say there is a little bit of fan service in there. So if that is your thing, you'll enjoy it. And if that's not, just try to look past it. Yeah, just a little bit. Just yeah. just a little. I mean, clothes are supposed to shred. Yeah. Optional? Yeah. When, when, <laughs> when there's swords and everything else. It makes it okay. Yeah, it's your, realistic. Your, your clothes are going to get cut. It's better than, than high school DXD where they just shed. Well, no, I think it's the same thing. Like, she got swiped yeah, across no, the chest. It's or, pretty much the same thing. Or like the semi-rape of the nun. 
That was there. There was nothing wrong with her clothes. There, that was, she wasn't that even was fighting, the situation. So. Was that was wrong. the that was probably the worst part so far. Yeah. So far. Yeah. It didn't hit you well. like prison school did, but um. So, uh, Mech, you are a Mech family. I, I like Mech animes. I, th- I think she actually likes them more than me. Yeah, but. I love them. <laughs> I love them so much. Uh, we uh, his first gift to me was for Valentine's Day. He got me the box set to Gundam Wing, which mm. he had never watched. He just watched Endless Waltz, and it was like kind of like a two for gift because a. I had the complete box set to go and wing. And B, I now got to make him watch all of it. Dude, it's a good man. Watching Endless Waltz as my introduction to the show, which was like years before you and I had met, I was just on Toonami and I watched Endless Waltz and I just see all these mechs blowing up and like there's all these people like experiencing these really deep emotions. There's people crying and there's all this stuff <laughs> going on and I have no clue about any of this. I'm just like, wow, there's something here that I'm not, I'm, I'm not getting. I guess I missed a big part of this, but this looks important. Well, they touch, I think Gun and Wing touches on a ton of stuff. They will go to any political platform and touch on it. And then they go around the world. They go into space. They go into warfare. They go into sabotage. They go to secret government agencies. And for like two episodes, they went to school. So <laughs> still relevant. That's true. Yeah. But I mean, I think the aspect of mech, uh, with all the space void and everything else is, is always a political pull. So whereas yeah. most of the stuff you can do it in a different era, you could do a period, period piece like Naruto's ninja. There's no future technology. You can do stuff like that and make it school life. But anytime we go to space, it's always gotta be a political pull. And I think that's, that's a good, um, a good deal because that shows the adult side of the reality. Well, I mean, most parents don't work in the political realm, but that's how they, they present it. Like the things you do today can be perceived or can shape the future. And the person that you are today could be somebody that, that shapes the future as well. Not yeah. just things. And even the introduction to the Gun and Wing episodes, which I love that guy's voice. It's <laughs> like x Earth the Earth Sphere Alliance. And they kind of set the tone of like, this is what got us here. This is where the colonies were. This is what started this conflict. And so you do, like, I think, I mean, that was a while ago. I think I was 14, maybe younger, when Gundam Wing came out watching it. And so I I don't understand these concepts. The things that, like, really stuck in my mind until I go and rewatch it when I'm older is Relina's pink limousine and (laughs) (laughs) and Dorothy's eyebrows. And, like, they're bizarre, like, like, the bizarre outfits, like, because you see... The first time you see Relina, she is in her school outfit, which is like this deep magenta mauveish color, mm-hmm. and it's so frilly. And I like part of me wonders, like, this is how they see American <laughs> schools, yeah. um, because it has like these big shoulders, it has this tiny waist, and like this full skirt, and it's so dainty and doll-like. And she's still a very fierce woman. They do not make her a weak female figure at all, but she is a devout pacifist, and so you see her go from a high school student to a political figure and becoming like queen of the the earth and then being back to being just a different kind of diplomat. And I mean, she will get in the middle between a gun and a person point blank that she knows they want to kill. She'll get in the middle of two Gundams fighting. Hmm. Um, and she will do it all wearing very strong <laughs> shoulder pads with gold <laughs> embroidery. <and> <laughs> 
how is the thing that you focus on the most what she's wearing and not the giant mechs that are like duking it I, out, like I slashing and shooting at one another? I focus very, very much on the Gundams too, but it was a very interesting female lead character. It was, it was. I'll, I'll give you that. And yeah. there's, there's no fan service. No. Not in Gun, in Gundam Wing. There's no real fan service. So all the draw is on the characters, is on the intrigue, and is on the plot. And um, I, I really, really, really like Heroes Gundam. I love Wing Zero. Like that is, that is my favorite mech. Ever. No, 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 no. The Liger Zero. <laughs> the Liger is oh, so up okay. there. Okay, so so now we're okay. <laughs> how how many Zoids? How many Zoids uh, series have you seen? Two. Two. Chaotic Century being one of them. Is that the one with the talking raptor? The Roid. Raptor? Mm-hmm. Oh my oh. gosh. Okay, wasn't a fan of it, but I did I watch it. a lot of it. I okay. liked it. All right. So comparing Zoids to to Gundams, what where are we at? Well, I think the interesting part of Zoids is um, they were they were tools. They were mass produced, so they were the main form of entertainment, um, as well as utilizing it to build their cities and to run their towns. Um, but Liger was the only one with a personality, and so like I don't feel like the one with Bit Cloud would be nearly as interesting or evolved if it wasn't for Liger as a character. Well, I thought the other ones like the. Um... Forget the character. We had the wolf. He was he was the wolf Mm-mm. with uh, Liger Zero. Didn't did, he did not have a personality? No, nope. because I know the, I know the Zoids. because they they scrapped the first one and then he later got another one and then the girl started right. out with um like a buffalo and went on yep. to get a dinosaur one and yeah it was a bison yeah a bison it was a bison I'm so sorry thank you for fact checking me <laughs> I feel like better person now well, that is true but there was the the only other one that. That actually had the personality was the uh, the raptor that Liger went up against. Mm-hmm. But it's because I think it's because the pilot too. The pilot can awaken the spirit of the Zoid. Yeah, and then when you go to Gundam Wing, they're not mass. Pro- they're like they have the lower tier one, mm-hmm. and then you have the ones made out of actual Gundanium. Um, and they don't really. None of them have a personality, but that w- two of them have a system that draws so much on the pilot. Yeah. Um, and they don't become their own character. I don't think I think the pilots really do drive. They're just an extension of the pilots that have their own little flavor to them. Like Duo's Death Scythe is just yeah. completely encapsulate his idea of what it is to be there and to what he needs out of a war machine. But that uh drive that lets them um I don't know like it I'm not quite it like heightens their senses to like unbelievable levels and like I almost I swear it's like he can see the future. But there's actually a manga where Catra gets in and uses the Zero system mm-hmm. and goes a little crazy. Yeah. Um, and so it's amazing because they only have two mechs that do that. And so you kind of always have, like, if there's a whole bunch of mechs, you got to find some way to make the mech better. Because going back to Full Metal Panic, his mech gets better because of uh, Konami. And you just, it, and they turn into, like, their own little character and they kind of, like, get a little attached to that specific mech yeah. and it, it helps drive the show when they're mech based awesome i like so so what? what's your favorite mech anime uh, you've heard ours <laughs> what's, what's yours i'm gonna go with zoids zoids it's, was the one like i love i love gundam but zoids was the one that like if it was attainable like i never saw myself going to space 
right. or doing anything like that. But I was like, dude, if I found a Zoid on Earth, yeah. man, I could run. I could be the Bit Cloud. I could be somebody <laughs> you, getting parts and scrap. You know, making a living in this this uh, this this desert land, and then finding a crew. You know, deciding if I'm going to steal from them or just you know be a part of the team. <laughs> I saw myself as Bit Cloud. But I mean, uh, the other one that was. Uh, on at that time that that gave Zoids a run for their money was G Gundam, and the only reason oh. the only reason that pulled me in and it changed because that wasn't even supposed to be a part of the Gundam series. That was like an offshoot, uh, but it was martial arts based. You had Master Asia and then Domon Kashu, and I'm like, dude, I, I do martial arts. I could do that too. It's, it's just seeing myself. Black skin suits that like suction cup themselves <laughs> to their bodies. I, I still wear them every now and then. I swear, when the Pacific Rim movie came out, I was like, I so of, it's G Gundam. Yeah, that's why I thought. Except using, for two people, you have two people in there. Yeah, I was like, G Gundam got it with just one. Like, yeah. why do we need two in here? It, they explained it in the movie. I know that I, you have I, zero desire to watch it, yeah. but it was actually a really good. It was a really good mech movie. I believe yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> but G Gundam came on. I think I watched that on Toonami, and I think for a while yeah. I resented it a little bit because I think Outlaw Star had just yes, finished, it and did. G Gundam went in its and time it was almost slot. like an like oh this is just a poor man's yeah. Outlaw Star. But and I like totally I wasn't different. ready for that transition, uh, and I just I harbored a little bit of grudge, and then I got into it, and they all like have. Like the ace of, they all have like card ace symbols hearts, and they have yeah. like the five trillion. And I, yeah. So I, it grew Asia on me. He was a huge a hole. He was deceiving Domon the whole time. <laughs> Man with his then, gray ponytail, this purple suit, purple sash across the, his voice. There were plenty of signs. Yeah, yeah there were. Imagine he only came around, Domon, your training is not over yet. Like, where have you been for like five years, bro? I should have my black belt by now. You're sitting here leaving. Your sash turns into a sword. Your hair never gets longer. My brother left when you left. But I was, it was a good series of putting on that that latex, and then you see like the Rose Gundam mm-hmm. come out, the Frenchman with the rapier, and then you had the boxer from uh, Neo mm-hmm. New York. America. Yeah, Neo America. Yeah, and it was just his pretty cool. It was it um, Neo China, the dragon, yeah, the little kid, Ooh. and then. Um Oh, there was Neo a female Russia. one that was really good, that too. That was uh, Beasley, Anna, Anna B. Beasley or whatever, and they fought at the arcade. Yeah. Yeah, she was. She and was. her Gundam looked like Sailor Moon. Yeah. It actually looked like it was in a <laughs> Sailor Scott outfit. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, but here's we're going to pose a question to the audience from out of Voltron, and we're going to pick Liger Zero, and then we need one Gundam. They enter a battle. Who's going to win? I think if we're entering a Gundam, we really do have to enter Wing Zero. All right, you agree? <laughs> okay, my what, you my... want to do Epion? Epion, the Trace it. No, if anything, it would be Duos. Death side. The Death side. Death yeah. side has been beaten multiple times. Well, yeah, but it, it looks cool. That, it's not. A, it's not a. Okay, are we doing a look competition? No, or are we no, no. Do he's, talking, he's talking about combat, but I, I still the death sight was, was my favorite. I don't care how many times it got beat. It was you, you, okay. you just picked the most powerful so, one. And you were like, here, just go beat the other wait, the so options have, that he's about to. We say. have another mech master in the room. Our producer Richard Taplin. We'll have him pick. Yeah. A Gundam. Richard. I don't know. No, pick it's one. hard. It's hard. <laughs> I'd probably say Dark Gundam. Dark Gundam. Yeah, probably so like from G Gundam. From Okay. Main protagonist of it. Okay, so Domon's uh, older brother, Kyoji. Kind of older brother. Yeah, kind of older Kyoji. All right, so the Dark Gundam, Liger. Are we going to go zero? 
Because that was a stronger one at the end of the deal. Panzer yeah, and Jaeger didn't make it. So well, right. I feel like if you're entering Liger, he should get all his armor accessories. Because he, he did change them multiple times on the battlefield. He'd run up to the snail, and they'd change out his armor. So I feel like he should have that option. Okay. Okay, so all Liger transformations, all four of them. And then we have Voltron, which is five lions coming together. Five lions. Then we have the Dark Gundam that was manipulating Kyoji the whole time that Domo <laughs> cried for. All right, so that's our question. Who would win out of those three? Um, do like you always do. Send us comments uh, at little.bit.o.anime at gmail.com, or you can go to our Facebook page with a little bit of anime, or you can even send them to us on Twitter at BittoAnime. Also follow us on Instagram at BittoAnime. And um, we just moved, like we said at the beginning of the show, to Podbeam. So you can find all our episodes on Podbeam. And they still are being um, released on iTunes. So make sure to subscribe, rate, and review to help out the show. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Uh, Is there anything that you'd like to say? One final thought to the listeners? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's always so much fun. And I mean, this is the second time in a row. So I'm really but, lucky to get to come, even if it's under unfortunate circumstances. So you it planned was. This. this is the last show. Well, I should say you planned it. You were the one who said I was going to be back next time hosting. So, Ooh. yeah. It was a combined effort where they like no, they got in the no. corner and they turned off the lights. And they, they, there we go. Yeah, they collaborated on how they were going to get Nikki out. <laughs> there we go. And. Mine was just out of fear. Yours was out of spite. And hate. So <laughs> she'll forgive right. me. I wanted right. my chance to be seen in the universe. <laughs> do you, okay, Monica's done her sexy voice. Do your sexy voice on air. I don't know what. Do it. No, no, she knows what you're talking about. Yeah. When she I worked know, at the what, pizza what, place, no, no, all the time, no, the people that say? called in were like, oh, she has a phone sex operator what voice. What do you want me to say? Hello, this is Valerie. <laughs> I think there's, there's no, your sexy do voice. It. No, do it. Do it. You got it. Thank you all for listening to a little bit of anime. And we're done.